Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network. And joining us this week in the Rural Perspectives podcast is market education specialist Katie Tangen. Uh, let's talk about a couple things first. The World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report, or WASDE, that came out for this month as well as uh, what's on the minds of farmers as they get eager to plant. I know uh, some already have, but first, let's start with WASD. Uh, what's the main takeaways from that report, Katie, this month? Pretty quiet report, and that's typical for April. We don't have any of the new crop numbers yet, aside from the, the acreage intentions of just a few weeks ago. But what it did underscore is that we continue to see some some strong demand in that old crop supplies particularly for corn and soybeans, is is tight, and at least in the case of soybeans, much much tighter than what the market is probably comfortable with this early in the marketing year. Um, we didn't actually see much of a change on the soybean balance sheet. They they made a couple offsetting changes within the demand category because we, we did need an adjustment for exports, but the carryout remains um, right about that 120 level. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for USDA to do too much with that number just now, um, partially because exports are so seasonal. And the way the U.S. ships beans, most of those beans have left. Um, we don't we don't tip we don't typically ship a lot. You know, starting really in February, it was a little bit later this year. We shipped until March, but we're not going to see a lot of activity the rest of the year. Um, Crush is one area that's going to be watched closely because we have a certain amount of demand, largely in in livestock feed, that isn't going to change in the next few months, even if the price goes higher. It's a much slower reaction time. So that'll be watched closely, and then by the time we get through that, we'll we'll have moved on to new crop outlook. Um, As for corn, we did see a 150 million bushel reduction in carryout, 1.3 billion bushels. That is tighter than what the market likes to see. Typically, corn, you start to see rationing about that 10 to 11% stocks-to-use ratio. This is tighter than that, um, but it wasn't altogether unexpected. So a little bit of a reaction, not a huge one. Again, at this point, we're very much waiting on plantings and what the weather turns into as we get into spring. Well, on that note, Katie, uh, I know... The one commodity that has been a little exciting to watch this past week is wheat. Minneapolis wheat, uh, seeing some upward trend, uh, you know, that a lot of weather-based activity or what is it? I think a lot of it is have to do with the weather and wheat, you know, we don't talk about it much. Wheat hasn't had a story for quite some time. Um, That balance sheet is tighter than it has been, certainly not to worrisome levels. But what we are looking at with spring wheat is the dry conditions through much of the major production areas. Obviously, North Dakota, I believe the entire state is in some sort of drought, um, but the, the more minor area of drought is to the southeast. And then as you move further north and west, it continues to get drier and drier. And, and this is not the first year. This is second and in some cases maybe third a lot of those major wheat production areas are to the north and to the west. Um, and that's also true for Durham. It There is some concern about uh, 
whether some of those acres get planted. Now, I do think, on the whole, a producer is going to be better off attempting to plant um, rather than leaving anything fallow. Uh, and that's just purely for insurance purposes. One, you don't know. Yes, I know it looks bad now. Yes, I know we're short on moisture. No, it probably doesn't have the best outlook. But if you get it in the ground, at least in the minds of, of an insurance company, they're thinking, well, what if it rains next week? So that's that's part of, of the thought process. But if you make the attempt to plant, and even if it ends up getting zeroed out, your your guarantee is going to be much, much larger than it would be in a, in a prevent plant type situation. So I, I hate that this is the situation we have to deal with. You know, it's a tough question, but I do think in most cases, guys will be better off if they at least make an attempt to plant. Well, on the topic of planting, Katie, uh, you and I have been, you know, checking in with farmers. Uh, some have started planting or seeding, others just aren't even thinking about it. So what's the overall mentality in farm country right now? Uh, I think, you know, prices are certainly helping. Um, I think probably once you get into Minnesota, it's quite a bit better. You know, once you get back into the Dakotas, um, there are parts of, of South Dakota that are quite happy. But other areas, it's just because of the dry weather, they're they're uncertain about production, and, and that's always a stress. Um, remember, crop insurance does provide a backup for that. It's not ideal. It's not what we farm for. It's not what we want to see, but that's what it is there for. Um, and at least prices are higher so that we can have better guarantees than we would have, say, two years ago. So I think there is some stress that way. Uh, especially when you get real further west, if you're if you're more of a rancher type, the grass situation is pretty tough, um, and I, I don't want to minimize that by any stretch of the imagination. But for crop farmers, I think it's it's tough, but probably not as bad as it could be. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Well, and, you know, with some of this uncertainty as it relates to weather, Katie, is that maybe influencing some of their marketing decisions as well? Like you said, these guys getting some rains, they're maybe a little more eager uh, than those that are not. And that's always the toughest question because when do prices go up? It's when there's so much uncertainty about production. So prices are going up, and at the same time, you're thinking in your head, well, I might not have anything, so why should I sell? And that's part of what crop insurance is there for. Now, do I think you should go flying right up to your guarantee if you, no, I, I don't think that's the answer, but it does give you the ability to sell some. You know, make make a 10% sale and, and see what happens. Give it another week or two and see what conditions are like. Um, you know, maybe make another small sale. So I, I think it gives you the confidence that you would not otherwise have to make some of those sales. And I want guys to recognize that the time they feel the worst about making those sales is probably the time they need to think hardest about doing it. Yes, for sure, Katie. Well, as we wrap up another edition of Rural Perspectives, any final thoughts? No, you know, it's early, so I don't think everyone should get too concerned about planting just yet, but hopefully we'll get some moisture here in the next few weeks and 
kick off the 2021 crop season. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, made possible by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. You can find out more by visiting eggcountry.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network.